Before we get started, let's have a word of prayer because we are going to talk to God, we're going to learn about God, and we want to know God. I can tell you about him, but only you can know him by his spirit revealing him to you and your heart right now this evening. So we're going to do something that's pretty normal, but it can be abnormal if you let Jesus into your heart tonight. We all, some of us already have Jesus in our heart, but there's more. And I hope we can hear his voice tonight. So let's be quiet, pray to him, and receive what he has for us. Heavenly Father, thank you that you have given us every good and perfect gift. You have not withheld any good thing from us. You have given us life, and we're here together because you've given us freedom. And you've given us a heart to seek you. You've given us parents to, to help us take part in finding you. I pray that each one of us would see your face tonight spiritually, hear your voice spiritually, and follow you with all of our hearts, with all of our strength, because you truly are the good shepherd, and you have given your life for us so that we might have life in you. In Jesus' name we pray expectantly, amen. I've got a little thing i got to set up for you guys, because when we think of shepherds, if you're like me, you think of people having sheep in a pasture or a fence. Do you guys think that? You think sheep are in pastures or fences? Did you know that in some parts of the world they're not? And in Jesus' day they weren't? And even in Israel they aren't now? What they have for shepherds is wide open mountain ranges. No fences. Nothing. If there's no shepherd, the sheep get eaten by bears, wolves, bobcats, lynx, mountain lions, lions if they're around. Pretty much anything that has teeth can eat a sheep. And there's no fences. With no shepherd, there's no way to keep the sheep together and they all die. Literally, they all die. So do you start to see why a shepherd's so important? If he wasn't there, there'd be no sheep flock. The thing about sheep, and maybe you heard this last night, they can't defend themselves. Everything can eat them just about. And they can even die if you don't shave off their wool. Did you guys hear that before? If you don't shave off their wool, it grows and grows and grows and grows, and it gets so thick that if they get scared and fall over, they can't get back on their feet. They're like, what's that animal, like the centipedes or the bugs or the June bugs, or they fall on their back and they can't get their legs under them again, or a turtle? Sheep can be like that. If they don't get their wool shaved, sheared, they die. Man, how do you make it if you're a sheep in this scary world, right? Well, this picture's of, I think it's the Carpathian Mountains, if it's not, we'll say it is. And the sheep are guarded by shepherds, and the shepherds work together. And they'll have hundreds or thousands of sheep in the mountain passes where there's grass growing up in the highlands. And they will literally live with the sheep. That's their house. If you're a shepherd, that's where you live for five months out of the year. No baths, no parties, very spotty internet reception, no running water, nothing. That's your house. The shepherds live with the sheep. And there's other houses that are a lot less nice than those colorful tents, but we'll keep moving. Um, let me back it up here to the beginning. I want to tell you guys a little bit about something very special. And this is a picture of, I guess, what you might call a sheep heaven. Doesn't that look nice if you're a sheep? I want you guys to think about the fact that God made a perfect world for you to live in. It looks like a perfect world for a sheep. God says we're sheep, not really. He says we're like sheep. We're his sheep. 
We can't defend ourselves. We can't take care of ourselves. We need a shepherd. And the shepherd loves us so much, he made, God made, a perfect world for us. You can see the shepherds there. God loves you. You hear it all the time, but do you know what it means? God Almighty, the good shepherd, loves you. He cares about you. He would give his life for you. He's already done it. He gave his life for you already, and we'll get to that. The Bible says in John 3, 16, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes on him will not perish but have everlasting life. That's you. That's me. And it says in Luke 19, 10, for the son of man, you know who that is? Who's the son of man? Who can tell me? Yes, sir, Mr. Ears. Jesus is the son of man. It says the son of man has come to seek. Where did he go? And to save, he's in trouble, I'll save him. Who? That which was lost. I want to tell you a story about a little sheep. His name is Snowflake. Isn't he cute? But you know what? Snowflake has an attitude. He decided, even though that the shepherd was so good, he said, I'm a pretty tough sheep. I've learned a lot in my time. I don't need a shepherd. I'm going to go my own way and find my own path. So that snowflake, he left. He left the good shepherd. What did he do that for? That wasn't very smart. Well, before you get too hard on snowflake, God says, people have done that to him. And you say, what do you mean? That's okay. You didn't say it. I said it. Isaiah 53, 6. I think you heard this last night. All we, you and me, like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. That's what went wrong. We lost the perfect home with God. When sin came into the earth, we were separated from God. No more happy, perfect world. Now we live in a broken one. Now there's wolves, bears, lions, the whole nine yards. And we're in trouble. Now, this little guy here didn't really know he was in trouble right away. The trouble came later. Because... Up in the mountains, the wolves are always watching the sheep. They're waiting for a chance. They're always kind of hiding in the shadows, waiting for the shepherds to get lazy. And then, now's our chance, and they go grab a sheep and run away with it. Always there. The sheep can't see him, but the wolves are always lurking. In fact, you can kind of imagine what it'd be like. The wolves would be there looking all the time, waiting for a chance to get a sheep. Because I'm hungry. And they don't care. They're not good. They eat you for fun. And the wolves, we don't really have to worry about wolves with our problem. When we turned away from God and turned our own way, we had what we call sin. Can you guys tell me what sin is? Have you heard of that word? I think you have. Yes, sir. Something bad. Yes. Yes, ma'am. That's the one I like. It covers everything. Anything that you think, put your hand on your head, anything you think, say, or do that breaks God's laws. It goes against what God said. So this sheep, he's got a serious problem. Wolves are going to get him. They know he's left the flock. They're after him. And you and I have a serious problem too. We've turned our back on God through sin. And God says that only perfect people can live in his perfect home. If we're not perfect, 
We can't be with God. We can't be with the good shepherd anymore. God says that we and you and me were born sinning when we were little babies, just like little snowflake. We were born heading the wrong direction, heading off on our own, wouldn't stay with him. We're born in sin, separated from God, and the wages of sin is death. The wolves will eat you. Sin causes death, separation from God in an eternal burning hole in the ground, hole, a pit, full of flame where people die forever. And they burn forever. That's the punishment for sin. That's the cause. of. That's what happens when you leave the shepherd. You're in trouble. But the good shepherd didn't forget about little snowflake. Even though the wolves were about to get him and he was stuck in the mud. Can you see who's coming to help? You see that in the background? The shepherd is running to save that which was lost. And God came running to save you and me. He knew we had walked away. He didn't leave us. We left him. The Bible says in Romans chapter 5, something very cool. I'm 36 years old. That's older than all you kids. And I, uh, I read this verse over and over and over. And I never can understand it. When I was little, I thought I did. But now I'm older and I realize I don't understand it at all. See if you can understand it a little more. Verse 8, but God demonstrates, that means shows, his own love toward us, you and me, and that while we were still sinners, bad, naughty sheep, Christ died for us. The Bible says the good shepherd gives his life to save the sheep. Much more than having now been justified or made okay by his blood, he paid the wages of sin. He died. We shall be saved from wrath through him. Through him. The shepherd's done it all. For if when we were enemies we were reconciled to God, that means made friends again, through the death of his son, Jesus, much more, like even more now, having been reconciled, made friends again, we shall be saved by his life. So that's what the good shepherd did to save you. He came and died on a cross. He sent his son who took the wages of sin, which is death. He took it for you. He didn't do anything wrong. He was the perfect good shepherd, but he came running to save us. He came down and he died all by himself because of what you and I did. He took the wages of our sin. The Bible says that that uh, took our place for what we had done wrong. Now, after Jesus rescued little Snowflake, he picked him up and he carried him safely away. Now, I want you to understand that God doesn't grab you to save you. He doesn't make you be his sheep. Isn't that kind of interesting? What kind of friend would it be that said, you're going to be my friend or else? I'm going to make you be my friend. Is that the kind of friend you want? <laughs> no. Jesus waits for you to call. And when little Snowflake was in trouble and the wolves almost had him, he said, bah! He called out for help. And the shepherd heard him and came. And God is waiting for you to call out for help. Because some people never call. They stay away from God and they won't come. Even when the wolves have their teeth around them, and sin is about to drag them into hell. 
people will still say, I'm not going to go to the good shepherd. I don't like him. And they die. But God is always waiting for anyone to call for help to save you. He says so also in the book of Romans, just a couple pages over. Chapter 10. Um, Whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Not, we'll do our best, or not, we'll, we'll try to make it happen. No. Whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Does that include you? Yes. Does that include me? Yes. Does that include everyone? Yes. Call on the name of the Lord and you will be saved. Saved from sin, saved from the wages of sin, saved from danger, saved from all the things that can hurt you and kill you and take you to hell, saved from all of it. The, uh, the thing that I want to bring out now, I'm just going to hold my Bible because that's, that's the best thing I can share with you. I want you to think about something. Some of you, I won't ask you to raise your hand, but some of you already belong to the Good Shepherd. You've trusted him. You've heard his voice calling you because he came seeking to save you. And he's coming to seek to save all of you. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand, but can you hear his voice in your heart calling you, wanting to save you so that you don't go off on your own way and you can be part of his flock again? He's calling everyone. Are you responding? That's the question. And if you have responded, the shepherd's not done with you. He has a very big plan for you. And I want you to understand that the shepherd wants you to come to him, not just to the flock. Of course you're going to be in the flock. But you have to come to him. Because see, he died for you all alone. And he wants just you first. This is a picture that shows the blood that Jesus shed for you. He died. And then he rose again, and he came out of the empty tomb. And you can see in the background, the cross is there. And the one on which he died is kind of drawn there, or pictured there. It's real, kids. This really happened. This isn't a snowflake story. This is your life, your eternity, and mine. And this is a picture of what God did. He's not there. He's in heaven, and he's calling you right now. Will you receive him? God says, but as many as received him... To them he gave the right to become children of God, even to them that believe on his name. It's simple. You don't have to figure out anything except that he's the good shepherd and trust him for who he is. So once you've trusted him, this shepherd is leading his sheep, no fences, wide open. If they don't follow him, they'll get lost. If we don't follow our shepherd, we'll get lost. Not lost like we'll die. We'll get all out of whack and we'll lose our way. God tells us that we need to be careful that other sheep don't lead us astray. Do you know that happens? Sheep will follow other sheep to a horrible place. But they'll never follow a shepherd to a horrible place. So while you want to be loving toward other sheep and other people, your first goal is to follow the shepherd. Listen to this. This is a warning about... Well, not a warning. Not a warning. It's telling you and me how... How life works. Listen, for none of us lives to himself and no one dies to himself. It's not all about us. 
You might say, yeah, it's about others. Well, let's read, read some more. For none of us lives to himself and no one dies to himself. For if we live, we live to the Lord. And if we die, we die to the Lord, the shepherd. Therefore, whether we live or die, we are the Lord's. For to this end, Christ died and rose again and lived again, that he might be Lord of both the dead and the living. But why do you judge your brother? Why do you pay attention to all the other sheep and what they're doing? Why do you say they're bad or, oh, I want to be like this? Why do you show contempt for your brother? That means say bad things about other people. For we shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. For it is written, as I live, says the Lord, every knee shall bow to me. We have one shepherd, just one, and every knee will bow to him. As I live, says the Lord, every knee shall bow to me. Don't worry about the other sheep. Follow the shepherd. He's the only one worth loving and living for and dying for. Follow him. Therefore, let us not judge one another anymore. Rather resolve this, not to put a stumbling block or a cause to fall in our brother's way. Don't mess everybody else up. Follow the shepherd. Follow him alone. So, the word of God is how you follow him. Read it. Ask someone to read it to you. It's that simple, guys. This is the way to God. This is how you know him. This is how you see how much he loves you. Read it. For those kids of you and adults who haven't responded to the voice of the shepherd calling you, he knows you're in danger. He knows the wolves are out there. He knows that sin will kill you. He knows the wages of sin is death. And he's calling to you today, right now. Call upon me. Whoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Can you guys read that? Do you know who's saying that to you tonight? It's the good shepherd. He wants to care for you. He wants you to be safe with him. He wants to bring you safe to heaven forever when everything's made right again. And there's no more sin and no more trouble at all. If you want to trust in the Lord, no one can stop you. Talk to him and trust him. If you have questions, I'd love to help you. I can help you. I can't save you, but I can help you. If you have any questions about how to trust in the Lord or if you have questions about what that means, then you can come talk to me or you can just raise your hand and let me know you have some questions and I can follow up with you and help you see what God says so you don't have to have your questions unanswered. Or your parents could help you too, I imagine, or some of the adults that are in this room. So think about that. Is God calling you to be his sheep? Have you responded? Is tonight the night you finally give him your heart and come back to him, to the good shepherd who gave his life for you? I hope so. Everyone, uh, close your eyes. And uh, Heavenly Father, I pray that you would sink into our hearts the love of Christ for us, the love that you have for us as our Father, that we might know you and love you and follow you, and serve you all of our days, for you truly are the good shepherd. You've given your life for us, and you've given us eternal life in you. And in him we move and live and have our being. We are happy that you came to rescue us, and you did not forget us. You did not leave us alone. And even now, you are still reaching out to save us. If there's any children here or adults who are hearing your voice but are not responding, 
pray that you would open their heart to respond, to call upon you, and that you might save them. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Hi, kids. You guys all look like sheep, almost all of you. I wouldn't even know it. You sound like sheep. Okay, let's talk about sheep. Let's not sound like them. I've got a picture here of sheep in the old days. I want to tell you a story about a sheep named Snowflake. Isn't that a good name for a sheep? If I had a little lamb, I'd name it Snowflake. Well, Snowflake lived in mountains like this. And this is the way they sheep... uh, They raise sheep even today in the Carpathian Mountains and other parts of the world, including Israel. They don't have fences. So if you're a sheep and there's no fences, what's supposed to save you from the wolves and the bears and stuff? Anybody an idea? Elliot? Yeah, that's your only hope is to have a good shepherd. And you know what? That's our only hope too. And we're going to learn something like Snowflake did about how important it is to have a good shepherd. Now this is a picture of some shepherds living with their sheep because a good shepherd stays with his sheep. He never leaves them because if he does, the wolves get them because they're always in the woods looking for a chance to try to get some sheep that they could eat for themselves. We're going to talk about that because Snowflake runs into one that's really scary. But all won't rush ahead. We'll find out because Snowflake lived in a shepherd flock was beautiful. The shepherd was really good. He was the best. But Snowflake, even though it was so good and it was just beautiful, he had a little problem called sin. In fact, we could even say it a little bit different. We could say he was proud. He thought he was big stuff. You're probably wondering what Snowflake looks like. There he is. He thought he was pretty smart. Does he look smart to you? Okay. Does he look cute? Yeah. Does he look like he could fend for himself? No, he'd never make it. But he thought he could. And do you know what that little snowflake did? He said, well, I don't think I need a shepherd. I can do my own stuff and figure out my own stuff. Well, yeah, I'm just going to go off that way and just keep walking and I'll deal with whatever comes along. (laughs) And he left the good shepherd. He left that wonderful place. Why would he do that? But you know what? We've done that too. When we were born, the Bible says we were born with a want to, to sin. Sin is anything that you think. Put your finger on your head for your thinker. Sin is anything you think, say, point to your mouth, or do that breaks God's laws. goes against the good shepherd. And we all, like sheep, the Bible says, have wandered off. I want to read you the verse. I think you might have heard it last night. All we like sheep. The Bible says, you know, you guys aren't very smart either. You're a lot like sheep. He says, all we, you and me, like sheep, have gone astray. We have turned away from the shepherd. Everyone to his own way. That's sin. When you turn your back on God, that's sin. And we've all done it. And the Bible says, the wages of sin, what you're going to get for sin is death. Ooh, that doesn't sound good. What do you think is going to happen to poor Snowflake? Guess what? He didn't know there was trouble around. And when he walked away from the shepherd, 
the wolves were watching, and they said, Hey, Rip, mm, what, Snort? See that lamb over there? Mm, me see him. Let's have him snack. And they sneaked up on him. He didn't even know it. He got into trouble. He fell into a mud puddle. Now he's even more in trouble. And he's starting to not like it being away from the shepherd. See, sin starts to make it worse and worse and worse. Whereas just a little bit ago, everything was fine. But he turned away from the shepherd. And now look at him. Oh no, what's he going to do? I never thought it would go this bad. And sometimes when we turn away from God, it gets really bad. And that's what Snowflake found out. And Snowflake couldn't see the wolves, and he couldn't see something else. Maybe you can see it if you look real close. Somebody's coming to save him. Can you see it? The shepherd. He didn't forget about Snowflake, and he never forgot about you and me either. Even though we turned our back on him, he didn't turn his back on us. The Bible says that even though we were naughty, it calls it, sin is naughtiness. It says that in the old King James. But in Romans it says, God, he's the good shepherd for us. God shows, demonstrates his own love toward us, you and me, and that while we were still sinners, we were naughty sheep. We had sinned, we had broken God's laws, we had been bad. While we were very naughty, Christ died for us. Because the good shepherd, God says, gives his life for the sheep. Now, I read a story online where a shepherd was trying to save his sheep from a bear, and the bear mauled him, and he couldn't get any help because he was up in the mountains. And they had to, like, carry him on a stretcher a long ways down the mountain and before they could even get an ambulance to him, and he almost died trying to save his sheep. Good shepherds do that. They don't let their sheep go. They hang on. They fight for them. They try to save them. And God, Jesus, is a good shepherd. And he came running for Snowflake. He's came running for you, too. You might not know it, but if you have sin in your heart, you're in trouble. If you have sin between you and God, you're in the same kind of trouble Snowflake is in. God knows it. And he did something very... Mm, well, it's kind of hard to understand. I want you to know that Snowflake's going to be okay because the shepherd got him and saved him. Are you going to be okay, though? Because, you see, the shepherd only saves the ones who call for help. He doesn't make you get saved. He doesn't make you trust him. He doesn't capture you and make you be his sheep. He's such a kind shepherd that he lets you Decide if you want to be his sheep. He says, I will be your shepherd. I will take you no matter how bad you've been, no matter how naughty you are. I will take you and I will take you safely home. But before I do, you have to ask me. You have to call upon me, the Bible says. It doesn't say, I think it might say the word ask, but it says call on me. And you might say, why call on him? Well, he's the good shepherd. He gave his life for the sheep. He gave his life for you. That's how he saved you from sin. You see, the Bible says without shedding of blood, do you see the clothes Jesus was wearing? There I have blood on them. Jesus gave his blood. Not because he was bad. Because you were and I was. 
He gave his blood because without shedding of blood, there's no payment for sin. You can't fix it. You can't make it better. Somebody's going to have to die. So Jesus said, I'll die for the sheep. He didn't live through it. He died. But he rose again, and that's why the tomb is empty. He's not in those clothes anymore. He walked away three days later. He's the good shepherd. Nobody can stop him. And he says the life that he lives, we can live too. And all you need to do is call upon him. Now, if you've already trusted in the shepherd, and he's your shepherd, and I hope he is, and I hope you've asked him to be your shepherd, I hope you're not like Naughty Snowflake, where you just say, no, I'm going to do my own thing. I won't, I won't be a sheep for the shepherd. I'll be my own boss. I hope you're not like that. I remember when I was, and it wasn't fun. It wasn't right. But the shepherd here leads the sheep. And he tells us we're supposed to follow him and he will lead us. Now, when I was, oh, I don't know how to say this. When sometimes, if you're like me, you start to think that God sure is taking a long time to tell me what he wants me to do next. Actually, it's because I don't listen very good. He's always on time when he tells me what to do. But he says, I don't want you to, he says, I want you to be my sheep. Okay? He wants you to be his. He doesn't want you to be running around to all the other sheep and following all the other sheep and asking all the other sheep what they think you should do or what they think is right or, oh, I'll follow this sheep. Did you know some sheep follow other sheep and they end up in a bad problem? But no sheep ever got in trouble following the shepherd. The shepherd leads them right. And he wants you to follow him alone. It says, for none of us lives to himself. We're not here for us. No one dies to himself. Well, maybe it's just for everybody else, right? No, he says, you're for me. You're for the shepherd. He says, for if we live, we live to the Lord. And if we die, we die to the Lord. Therefore, whether we live or die, we are the Lord's. He wants you for his very own. Are you following him? For to this end, for this reason, Christ died and rose and lived again that he might be Lord of both the dead and the living. For it is written, As I live, says the Lord, every knee shall bow to me, and every tongue shall confess to God. So then each of us, you and me, shall have to give an account of himself, not to the other sheep, but to God, the good shepherd. And if you want to have the good shepherd be proud of you, all you have to do is follow him. You don't have to do what everybody else says, although you have to obey your parents, because that's what the shepherd says. You have to obey him. And I think this verse says it the loudest. As I live, says the Lord, every knee shall bow to me. Every knee. Your parents, your friends, your neighbors, the elders, the deacons, the president. Every knee shall bow to him, including you and me. He's the one we have to deal with. We live for him. So if you've trusted in the good shepherd, remember that we give an account to him. Follow him. Pay attention to his word. And that's what I want you to think about. If you've trusted in Christ, you need to understand that your way to know the good shepherd and be his sheep is through the Bible. You have to study, read, listen to God speaking to you. And this is how he speaks. 
In the old days, he would speak to people in person. He would send an angel. He would give them a dream. He doesn't do that right now. He speaks to us through this. Listen to him. If you have a phone, and there's two phones, and one has God on the line, and the other one doesn't, which one are you going to pick up if you want to talk to God? The one that God's on. He's on this line. Pick it up and listen. Now, if you haven't trusted in Christ, you can. You can. The wolves can't stop you. Sin can't stop you. Nobody can stop you. The only one who can stop you from being the good shepherd's sheep is yourself. If you refuse to follow him, if you refuse to believe, you're on your own and he won't save you. But if you can read this, it says, Whoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. He will come running to rescue you. He will not forget you. Have you called on him before? If you haven't, you can tonight, right now. Or when you go home, when you're by yourself, you can call to God and ask him to save you. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you shall be saved. It's not hard to understand. You believe in him. You don't figure him out. You don't explain it all. You don't have all your questions answered. But you believe in him and whoever calls on his name will be saved. And I hope you will. And then you can be like Snowflake, rescued, saved, brought home to be with a good shepherd. If you want to do that and you have some questions and you don't really know how to what it means to trust in the Lord or call upon him, I can help you. If you want me to help you, I would love to tell you what God says. I can't save you. God saves us, but I can help you find your way to him and what it means to trust him. Sometimes people think things that make them not trust God, things that aren't true. They say, I'm too bad, or if I follow God, he'll make it so I never have any fun ever again, or other lies like, oh, following God's for sissies. There's all kinds of things people think up that aren't true, and that's what I'd like to help you with. If you're not sure what it means, I can help you. So if you'd like me to, I'm right up here. Just let me know you need to talk to me, and I'll come talk to you, and we'll have a nice time of finding out how God says you can be his sheep. Because if you're like me, I don't want to get eaten by wolves. I don't want to go to the lake of fire. I don't want to turn my back on the good shepherd. I want to be his. And I want to be his sheep forever. And let him take care of me, because he will. And he will take care of you too. So let's follow him. Let's call upon him. Let's trust in him and serve him. He's worth it. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, you have been so kind. You've made it so simple. You said, you know, you people are a lot like sheep. And I would like to be your shepherd if you would just trust me and follow me. I thank you that you preserve us. You protect us. You defend us. You guard us. You lead us to green pastures. You give us water. You give us food. You give us love and care. And when we get hurt, you are the great doctor that makes us all better. And you came and you lived with us on our dirty old world. You came and lived in a dirty place. You didn't stay up in heaven. You didn't say, oh, those, those people have turned their backs. I'm done with them. But you came running to save us, and Jesus Christ came and died in our place. And he rose again. He won. 
and he wants us to be his. And we want to be yours too. And I pray for the kids and the adults that are here, that we would love you for how much you love us, that we would follow just you, remembering that every knee will bow to you and you alone. I pray that you would open the hearts of each person to be a little more thawed out, to move closer to you and walk more closely with you, the true and good shepherd that you are. We praise you. In Jesus' name, amen.